If you're enjoying this episode, check out Fearless Fridays with Marianne, the podcast to help you transform past pain into present power so that you can heal your inner child and reshape your future. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert in Rochester, New York. My mission is to see women worldwide live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Subscribe to Fearless Fridays with Marianne on the Jazzcast Pros Network, available right here on your favorite podcast player. And remember, you are a priority and you matter. Jazzcast Pros. In the wake of this massacre, many people have jumped to call hate a mental illness. Hate is not a mental illness. A mental illness is not something you can predict. It's not something you can cultivate and create. Those that lost their lives was targeted because they're Black. How could you not think this was possible when this country was founded on principles of lies, deceit, murder? And those things have never been addressed. And by ignoring something like hatred and racism, you are just as culpable and responsible for the outcome as if you were the person doing the act. And so until we can come to grips with our past, hate will continue to permeate through our culture. Welcome to Living the Front Seat Life. I'm your host, Kelly Marie, and I invite you to take this journey with me. We're going to be talking about all things mental health and emotional well-being. You see, I am a overcomer. If you are interested in figuring out the path for you to determine how and where you will drive your future, this is the place to be. We get to determine the ride. We may not get to determine the weather or who's on the road with us or if it's going to be a scenic route or not, but we are the drivers. So join me on this ride, Living the Front Seat Life. Welcome to Living the Front Seat Life podcast. It is me, your host, Coach Kelly Marie, and I'm recording from Buffalo, New York. As you are likely aware, um, there was a massacre in Buffalo on May 14th, and we lost 10 lives um, in a hate-filled shooting spree at a local grocery store here. Um, Those that lost their lives, those that were targeted, everyone that was targeted, the community that was targeted was targeted because they're Black. It is very difficult for me to have this conversation and I haven't been able to record because I just am filled with so many emotions. I didn't know really how to talk about it. And I knew that I couldn't have a podcast without talking about it. I couldn't have another episode without talking about the hate that fueled this massacre. I wanted to take time and say the names of the 10 people that were lost, but I know that emotionally I won't be able to do that. I'm not here today because I want your sympathy. I did not lose anyone. Um, I know several of the people because of 
their positioning within the city of Buffalo and in Black community, but I don't know them personally. So this loss, this loss is a loss of safety and security. I don't even know if that's true. I don't know that I've ever felt safe and secure here um, in America. And many people in the wake of this massacre have jumped to call hate a mental illness. And that's what our conversation will be about today. Hate is not a mental illness. Um, I don't even have the words to articulate the depths to which hate is not a mental illness. A mental illness is not something you can predict. It's not something you can cultivate and create. It's something that those with it would rather live without. Hate is fueled and it's born, it's created, it festers. It is something that people live by. It is not a disease or disorder. And we minimize what people with mental illness go through when we quickly jump and say that hate or someone's actions are related to or because of a mental illness. Now, I am not an expert um, in this regard. Uh, What I do know is that I have had conversations with colleagues that do live with mental health disorders and, you know, what's considered mental illnesses. And I've read some articles from professionals in this field, in this arena, and the conclusion is the same. Hate is not a mental illness. And so until we can come to grips with our past, uh, our collective past, our collective history, hate will continue to permeate through our culture. That is just the nature of what it is. But people will sometimes say, you know, I don't know what to do. Or I just try and ignore it. You can't ignore a problem. And by ignoring something like hatred and racism, you are just as culpable and responsible for the outcome as if you were the person actually doing the act, actually in the situation. And... You know, that may be disheartening. It may hurt feelings. And I don't really care because the only way we can get out of this, the only way that we can really make a change is by addressing racism and hatred. And this topic is pertinent in living a front seat life (laughs) because... I have chosen to love people. I have chosen to see people as their whole broken selves, not as a person that they present to the world, but I see people as the whole people that they are, the, the, the parts of them that they don't present to the world, that they try and hide, that they don't want anybody to know about those parts of a person need love too. And so I work very hard to not be angry, to not be, um, in this case, hateful, 
towards someone who has done something so incredibly heinous, but it doesn't mean that I am not feeling it, so to speak. I spent the first couple of weeks after May 14th in my day job working one of the help centers and so many people came through the lines that were just in tears, not tears of happiness that we were there, but tears of despair, of sorrow, of disbelief. They couldn't believe that here we are again fighting this fight. Here we are again losing lives to racism. It is wholly preventable and unnecessary. And so I was unable to take time out and talk with you and touch base and provide this message because I was so overwhelmed with emotion and so overwhelmed with sorrow. And I had to keep it together for everybody else because that's what I was there to do. That's what the work requires of me. And it requires that of all of the counselors that showed up, of all of the first responders that showed up. We haven't been able to really process what's happened. I am thankful that I am, for the most part, no longer serving in the capacity that I was in before. And so I'm finally able to process and to think and to cry. It is, it should be, <laughs> inconceivable that someone could be so filled with hate that they would go through all the measures that they did. And I'm not going to give them any uh, clout or credit here by naming specifics or naming the individual or naming what they've done. But the fact that they were able to do all that they did based upon lies believed is truth, based upon hatred, should be inconceivable. But I was talking to a colleague and they were just in disbelief. They couldn't believe that we were in this place. They couldn't believe that something like this could happen. And I just sat, I sat there in disbelief. Because how could you not think that something like this was possible when all we do is ignore the issue? How could you not think this was possible when this country was founded on principles of lies, deceit, murder, theft, and those things have never been addressed? We're afraid to have real conversations about race and racism. We're afraid to talk about the history of our country in any way that doesn't make it appealing. But as long as we do that, will be in this place, this place where people believe falsehoods about Black folks, about brown folks. You know, as difficult as it is for me to be here with you today, I cannot imagine what the family and friends and loved ones of those that we've lost have gone through and are going through. I can't imagine what the people that were able to escape and hide, what they're going through. I can't imagine what all of the people 
are going through who planned on being in that grocery store, but for one reason or another didn't go, couldn't make it. I can't imagine what they're going through. I can't imagine what the people in the parking lot are going through. I can't imagine what the people that actually watched the video are going through. Because I absolutely refuse to watch anything related to the massacre. We have to be careful in what we take in. Let me, you know, let me rephrase that. I know that I need to be careful about what I view, about what I read, about what I listen to, because I know for me, living my front seat life, as hardcore as I may appear, (laughs) I'm a very fragile human being. I can't watch just any old thing. I can't read any old thing. I can't have conversations about any old thing. And that's one of the reasons why this conversation was so tough today. Because they're damaging to me. I think back on me, honestly, still being alive and the fact, and I've said this to you before, I don't know why, how I was able to live through my incompleted suicide. And I bring that up because it took me years to be able to live again. And yet in seconds, someone walked into a grocery store and took away lives and, um, It's not lost on me how precious life is, how we have to do better, how we have to help each other, how we have to help ourselves. And so you may be struggling with dealing with this massacre. I know that I am. And again, I didn't have a direct connection to anybody that lost their lives that day. But I know what it means to be Black in America. And I know that, but by the grace of God, I'm sitting where I'm sitting. And so as we work and as we learn how to be better to each other, I encourage you to start doing the work. It doesn't matter if you're Black, if you're white, you're Latino, Asian. It doesn't matter if you're Indian or Arabic. It doesn't matter. There's work that needs to be done. We need to do better at understanding who we are as human beings and how we live this shared experience. Because until we do, these types of incidents will continue to happen. It may happen here again in Buffalo or it may happen in a little town in Texas. It may happen at a club somewhere. It may happen at a church. It may happen anywhere. We will continue having these types of conversations as long as we don't have the real conversations. Real conversations around race, around racism, around hatred. There are so many facets to this that I'm not going to dive into today because I need for you to do the work. 
I need for you to learn more. I need for you to do more. I need for you to be more individually so that we can be more together. I encourage you to do whatever it takes to heal. I encourage you to take time and process. I encourage you to be unapologetic in your grief. I encourage you to be you. And in all of that, I still encourage you to be the light. So as I I wrap up here, I just, I want you to know that it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. It's okay to be in whatever space you're in. It's all right. It's a part of the process, but we have to go through the process and not get stuck. If you haven't seen a therapist or worked with a peer or uh, gone to therapy or participated in healing circles, I encourage you to start looking at other ways that you can heal. Color, draw, journal, commune with nature, commune with human beings. Do what you need to do in order to heal. So until the next time, which I hope is just a week away, I am your host, Coach Kelly Marie, and I encourage you again to be the light. If this podcast is meaningful to you in any way or if you get anything out of it, please like, subscribe, and share. You know, we do a lot of hard work here. We have some tough conversations and other people need the opportunity to heal and grow as well. So please, I encourage you to share. If you have any questions or or there's a topic that you think would be great for me to cover here, you can email me at frontseatlife at gmail.com or you can head over to frontseatlife.com. That's the Front Seat Life website and fill out one of those little uh, submission forms and um, I'll get back to you. Thank you for always being here. Thank you for being patient with me as I had to take time to process. Thank you and thank you again.